Hi everyone and welcome to the Puppet Podcast. For those who are new to the show, I'm Caroline Bernier-Dion, Caro BD, uh, or in English, Caro BD. I'm uh, a Quebecois, French-Canadian, and I'm doing this podcast because I care of puppeteers. I'm part of this international community and I feel really that I need to give a platform to those people who have a lot of talent and they have something to say. So today we have someone from New York and they just finished the cheer for the, the worker, the, uh, the essential worker. And, and I think we are on time and it will be more quiet in the zone because it's so beautiful to get the chance to connect online in a live with people who are passionate like like the puppet podcast audience so let's bring in the screen mr chad william yeah. yeah thank you to be part of the show thanks so much for for bringing me in and thank you to, to everything you've been doing for like i said giving puppeteers a platform it's so cool to see different puppeteers from different nationalities and different languages uh spotlighted uh and even even though i can't always uh because i don't speak french um yeah. I, i love just watching anyway and seeing like oh wow you know like what are they into like what's their work like and stuff so so thank you for for allowing uh us uh, and what we do to be a part of the 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 everything you've been doing yeah thank you very much and and i appreciate your stuff because you You're kind of important in this transition that we experience as puppeteer. And I want you to introduce your company first, Chad. And after we will go on towards this new, maybe you can talk about it, this new way of doing puppet show. This this brave new streaming world. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Chad. I'm a puppeteer. Um, uh, and we're from Wonderspark. Puppets. It's myself and my wife. Uh, we started our, our like mom and pop puppet company, as many married couples uh, do in the in the puppeteer world. There's many puppet out there. Um, uh, we've we've grown since our early days. Uh, 10 years ago, actually, it's our 10th anniversary uh, together uh, in the puppet company to be a five person team. And so, um, with with each child that we had, we brought on somebody uh, for to fill in for Z's maternity leave. And then we had enough work that we just kept them on. So now we're a five-person team. And uh, during the the quarantine, as, as we'll talk about, like we found things to do to continue to support our team members. You know, these amazing puppeteer women living in New York City, also quarantined. And we feel like, well, you know, as as a team, or as their manager, or you know, a promoter, or whatever, like we, we're responsible for them in some way. So so uh, part of the work that we do now is partially geared towards supporting the people in our team, you know, financially and otherwise. Wow. Um, so we, we, we do a lot of, um, we do majority uh, hand puppets shows uh, and tabletop. And that's kind of what the, 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 the camera, you can kind of see I'm, I'm broadcasting from my bedroom. <laughs> Normally <laughs> we had the camera a little bit lower uh, for tabletop, especially, but if I'm standing up at full height for like, interviews you definitely see a little bit behind the scenes so we're in our tiny apartments in queens new york uh which as many of you know is like is like the hardest hit uh with the epidemic you know early on uh thank thankfully um the amount of people uh dying every day has gone down for a while i mean it was doing a, a puppet slam and like 
like uh, hundreds and hundreds of people have died that day. And, and, you know, we, we've had neighbors that have died. Uh, and it's like when, when someone, you know, when you know someone personally, who's been affected by something, it becomes personal to you. So yeah. all of us in New York city, as opposed to a lot of people that you may have read about, um, in, in the USA, who have a much different opinion about the, uh, the virus right now. Yeah. Very personal to us. And it's very real. And so for the last se or close to 75 days, we have barely ever ventured out for anything because the Grim Reaper is literally on our doorstep. Uh -huh. uh, and and e e even now, we're still just hyper aware of how careful we have to be until some kind of silver bullet has, has been found. So like, like many of the puppeteers on this podcast, uh, we've been furloughed. Uh, we've been out of work. We lost, yeah. we lost all these gigs. We, we, we lost like 70 gigs immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, tens of thousands of dollars. We're like, no, come back, come back. No, no, wait, no. But it, it's gone. We're, we're yeah. doing the best we can. And um, some of the things that we can do and, and that you can do at home listening to this uh, can help you to get through this and also will make you stronger when we're all back to, 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 to normal. Yes. That's so much a great introduction and so like real. I really feel uh, I can understand more the reality as you were talking about it. And I always ask the same question because it's give a lot of resource when we can talk about like the, the, the crush of puppetry or, or why. The first question is always, what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? Mm. Well, pu puppets are magic. <laughs> pu pu puppetry is an illusion, right? We're very closely related to to magicians, and what we present is an illusion. Uh, but it, there's something very primal about it, also. So it can be like a, a magic trick in that you your brain is being tricked a little bit into believing that this manipulative, uh, this manipulated object is alive or has life. That's yeah. the technique. But there's, there's something very primal in like the back of our brains. Uh, that that can shift that that feels like oh maybe this is you know alive or something and it, it takes adults longer to reach that point kids buy into it instantly and there's no other art form or I should say um, our particular performing art has certain things to it that you can't do in any other art form like uh, you can you can bring something to life and you can literally kill it on stage. To where, where if you're not touching a puppet, it has no life. You know, it can die. Mm -hmm. And the the if you can invest the audience in that, um, I don't need to say that there needs to be death every time you do a puppet show. But <laughs> uh, there are certain things you can do with a puppet, including uh, transformation or you know things the human body cannot do. That makes puppetry very special in that way. And if you are out there, puppeteer, are thinking about like how can I make my stuff more puppety or more unique or more different. Always think about the strengths of puppetry and what what makes it different than regular straight theater, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and from the audience's perspective, uh, one of our mentors, um, Jim Rose, who's a, a very famous American puppeteer, his um, his parents were Jim and or, <laughs> his parents were uh, were Rufus and Margot Rose, who are on the who are on the um, Howdy Doody show, and manipulated Howdy Doody for years and years. He always said that, you know, everything that's available to theater actors or to like a theater play is available to you too as a puppet theater artist right you got costumes puppets can have that you know makeup music 
lighting, all those things you can have in a puppet play too. But there's things you can do in your puppet show that you cannot do in a straight play or a musical, whatever. Uh, at In the back of the audience's mind, even though they're seeing, okay, here is this, there's this character who's just come onto stage in like a regular play. Uh, they're wearing a costume, they're acting. Yeah. In the back of their minds, they're thinking like, well, this is an actor and at the end of this play, they're you know gonna go home and, and sleep in their bed or something. But a, a puppet is built specifically for that moment, specifically yeah. for the play or even just specifically for a scene. You know, if you have a, like a, a very sad character, you carve the face sad, you know, yeah. No other emotions, right? That's something that, and that's something that puppetry can do different. And I hope, uh, my my hope is always to see work that kind of like en encompasses what makes us different instead of trying to emulate other our art forms. Yes, and it's true. It's so unique and so magic. So that that's good. That's a good like advice for for puppeteer to do stuff that human cannot do with your puppet. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. And I, I want to know more about your crush. You talk about your mentor, but maybe you have a specific moment when your crush happened, like you decide like, this is what I'm gonna do with my life with puppets. <laughs> well, I, I always tell people that I married into puppetry because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't one of the, the many puppeteers who knew from uh, childhood I want to be a puppeteer. No, I uh, I was a filmmaker, and yeah. uh, I made I made um, a lot of uh, short films and long films and documentaries, and I worked in um, I was an AV guy for years. I have a degree in multimedia, like all, all these things. Every puppeteer brings something into the community, and that's kind yeah. of what I what I bring in is like my knowledge of like video and equipment and communications and streaming and stuff. Um, but um, I, I, uh, my my wife and I started dating in our undergrad in, in college, and she would only she'd only been there because her parents refused to let her to go to the University of Connecticut to get her degree in puppetry at the time. She she eventually would go uh, and take yeah. the master's program. Uh, so we dated in college, and then we moved in together years years later in New York City. I was working in TV and film. I was on uh, Law and Order SVU doing locations. A lot of production work for for three years and i was completely miserable because it's really long hours and if you're not in front of the camera even even if you are it's totally stressful and uh you're not sleeping a lot not getting paid a lot if you're in production or a lot of jobs if you're not union it's really hard and mm -hmm. shout out to anybody who's ever done tv and tv and film because it's it's so hard um yeah. especially, especially now it's even harder yeah um, so i needed a career change and my wife needed an extra hand uh, with a puppet show, with a slam piece that she was performing up in Vermont at our friends, uh, the the Sandglass Theater. So every uh, every year, two years, they do a big fundraiser. They have um, a bunch of puppeteers that they know come up. And she had, she had taken the Sandglass Institute, which is where you stay with them and live with them and work with them for months in the, wow. an intensive. Yeah, it's really great. Um, so she came back and I... I uh, I, I was a good, uh, I'm a good writer. I don't know. I, was, uh, I, I could write a script and it was very painful for her to write. So I was like, all right, I'm going to write the script with your ideas. We'll come together. We were a super team. And then over the course of two days, you perform the show uh, eight times. So by oh. the end of eight performances, I was like, okay, I can, this is actually really fun. And it's such a supportive community up in Vermont. 
everyone's like, wow, you were great. You you should be a puppeteer. <laughs> on our on our way home because right, it's a it's a long drive back from uh, from uh, Brattleboro Vermont to uh, Queens New York uh, on our way home we were talking about hey maybe we could do this more and then my wife got a phone call from a woman Anna Sobel who she was working with at the time uh, she was doing birthday parties with her uh, and 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 getting sent out to places to do her birthday parties on a on his birthday party puppet shows solo she gets uh -huh. this phone call and she said hey uh, I just came back from a three-month silent retreat in Indonesia. <laughs> no more puppets. Would you like oh. to buy my company? <laughs> oh my God! So that's the crush. That's the moment. Boom. That, that that was it. I needed a career change. This seemed really exciting and interesting and fun. And we started working together. We we did not buy our company. We were like, "Can you please? We, we will pay you. Can you please recommend us to your client list?" Which she did which is oh. a huge leg up when yes. you're starting. That's uh, a... Yeah, That's so we, cool. it, that, that, that was our introduction. And from there, you know, it tripped and fell on my face and made every single mistake, you know, and like, and failed and failed and failed. And with every step I learned and learned and learned. Um, and uh, previous to becoming a puppeteer, I was filming puppeteers. I was a videographer and I'd shot, uh, I was recording performances of puppeteers uh, when in the community or in, in anywhere in general, um, when you do something really well, everyone will say, hey, like that person does that and that's how they know you. So I became the videographer and puppeteers recommended me to other puppeteers. And eventually we were we were uh, shooting the National Puppetry Festival for the uh, Puppeteers of America oh, and wow. um, the National Puppetry Conference at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. Uh -huh. So I was shooting probably like a thousand performances. Some of them like the greatest international companies who, who could come over. Some of them the greatest American or Canadian companies. And we would interview them as part of the, the shooting the documentary. And I get to all their amazing puppet philosophies. I was listening as I was behind the camera. So I had a real great grasp yeah. of technique and philosophy. And, and if you out there <laughs> and if you're thinking about becoming a puppeteer or if you are a puppeteer and you're like, wow, I want to be bathed in puppet philosophy, that's great. There's so many great resources out there, including this one. Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> Listen to other puppeteers talk shop. And I, and I love that. Yes. And that's kind of my next question, because I always want to know the opinion of the puppeteers. Like, what is the best feel of study to to go into puppetry. I know you, you talk about your story, but do you have like an opinion on that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, of my, um, one of my very first um, gigs where it wasn't just myself and my wife, um, I, where I was a part of an ensemble, an ensemble puppeteer is very nerve wracking, um, uh, was my friend Alyssa Honeycutt was putting on a puppet cabaret where she is a classically trained opera singer uh, who can you know sing your pants off in a cabaret style, and uh, she's amazing at, at singing uh, really funny personal cabaret stories. And she's like, I'm gonna combine that with puppetry, a lot of three-person puppets. So I was doing the feats <laughs> for the first time <laughs> in my life. Um, but she told me uh, because uh, she she uh, wasn't a puppeteer full time. I mean, she was a singer when when she could be. Like a lot of puppeteers, you do your day job to save up for the job you want. You know, you you make money on the side so you can tour uh, or something. So she she had a job and she continues to work in 
video games and programming. She's she's a producer uh, okay. for apps and stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's that, that's her day job. So she she was telling me she's like, I ain't a builder. Hell no, I'm not, I'm not gonna learn how to build. I'm not interested in building. I'm a you know I went to school and I got all this debt so I could be a performer. That's what I do. Now there are people that you can hire to be a builder and they're the greatest builders of all time and that's what they want to do and that's it but you don't have to do everything yeah if you're a terrible builder like and and that's not where your focus so don't guilt yourself into thinking that that's where you need to be in order to like because puppeteers sometimes like to do everything right mm -hmm. or we say at the end of the show like did you build that you know, like it's some kind of qualifier. Uh, no, you shouldn't use pre-made puppets. Let's say there's there's a stigma against using that in, in your shows. Mm. But she was the first one early on that, to be like, no, you don't have to do it all. Just just yeah. focus on what focus on what you're good at. Get the best people who can help you and support you to do everything else. And so she focused on performance and leading us. She was yeah. great at that and she's a very amazingly talented person. I was happy to be part of the team. And then she surrounded herself by all these other great people, including one of the greatest marionettes in America, Philip Huber. She's like, Philip, can you please help me string this marionette for my show? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? He, he's a very great and giving individual. Uh -huh. So that to me, was like, okay, all right. Cause I'm not a great builder <laughs> at yeah. all. But so you, you have to be surrounded with good, talented people, as you mm -hmm. said. And people like to help other people, you know, yeah. so as long as you're you're open minded and you're uh, help when you can, you know, you will have to come back to you and feel free always to ask for help. If, if somebody's out there and they and they feel like I can help them in some way, please contact me, you know, head over to our websites, you know, or Facebook page or, or, or something. I'm always happy to help. And, and right now I feel like I have a lot of skills from my background in filmmaking and multimedia stuff that lend itself to this crisis. So mm -hmm. I've been teaching uh, streaming workshops for the last uh, six weeks for just puppeteers uh, with our collaboration with Ibex Puppetry, uh, Heather Henson's company. And um, and we're going to do them for more than just puppeteers soon. And even though I, I made every single mistake <laughs> learning how to be a streamer, I never thought I'd be a streamer yeah. before. Like, we, we, I feel like we had the the technology lying around. We had a great internet connection. We we had like all the tools and the know-how to do it and then help people, uh, you know, to, to help them get a leg up. Yes, that that's so much a reality of the community. Like we have Honey there who say, hi, Chad. And she remember your story. We have like um, people from all over. And yes, you will maybe have some, some email coming in <laughs> after this. But I will go on with my next question about like, I always love to understand the definition like that puppeteers have towards puppetry. Like when a kid asks you like, what is a puppet? Or when your uncle or someone like just, what are you doing? Like, what is this puppetry thing you're doing? Do you have like some answer you could like give? Of course. <laughs> um, that one of the questions we asked when we were filming our, our documentaries of every single great puppeteer, because uh, we, we shot uh, four different years at the uh, National Puppetry Festivals at, at uh, for uh, Puppeteers of America. We always ask them the same question. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so you we, got, we got many different answers, uh, a lot of the same, um, 
but the one one person who stood out and I was like, oh, this is magic, uh, <laughs> was was our friend uh, Bernd Ogrodnik. And if you haven't interviewed him yet, you should. He, I would know it. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he's incredible and so talented and, and an amazing builder. I mean, he, he can do it all, right? Yeah. Um, we asked we asked everyone, um, uh, if a child comes up to you and says, is the puppet alive? What do you say? And everyone usually said, like, oh, you know, a, a puppet is, is an object that you bring to life through direct manipulation, usually your hands, which I, I believe is the, the, the official Henson also, like, a definition of, of a puppet. Uh, and that, like Brian Hans, not like the, the Muppets or anything. Um, but he said, like, is the puppet alive? He said, yes. Yes, it is. It is. He's like, am I real? Is this shirt real? You know, is is the, is this real? Yes. The puppet is real, too. Mm hmm. And that that was it. He didn't go into like, well, there's something like primal and like the back of your human brain from hundreds of thousands of years ago that uh, that <laughs> might think like the, the the perception of like the corners of your eyes make make it possible for you to feel like, oh, maybe this thing is alive. Like the thing. So none of the science. He's just like, it's real. <laughs> Boom. He just yeah. drop it. And that's why I dislike, and I will never do, unless unless a venue specifically asks me, I will never bring a puppet onto stage after the show and show them how it works because yeah. it kills the magic. It just kills yeah. the magic. We, we had a, a little boy, um, uh, a, friend, a friend of ours, just, just uh, texted us today and said that their little boy who loves watching our streaming performances every single week uh, said that he, he gave this comment that I was like, oh my God, I never thought about that before because during our shows, I come out from, uh, I come out and introduce the show, tell everybody a little bit of pre-show banter, and then we count from 10 to one and then I go into the booth and then the show happens and you cannot see me during the show, uh -huh. during our hand puppet shows. Then after the show, I come out and I say, thank you very much. And, the, and he said like, daddy, I think maybe that man did the puppets, <laughs> but he wasn't exactly sure. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never actually thought about that. I was just like, clearly I just walked into the booth and you know, it, my adult brain is like, yeah, he's a puppeteer. Everybody knows the score. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I will not bring the character from the show that you just believed was alive out. So you can see that it has no legs on the hand puppet and show you how I manipulate it. I mean, as cool as it might be to have like a tutorial like that, I feel like it, 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 you got like, Show them how it's done, make more puppeteers, or like kill the magic. Something yeah. require you to do that. And I always just feel like, oh no, don't show me how it works, please. If I'm really interested, I will come up to you after. So that's what we do. With all of our live shows, we don't do like a show and tell afterwards. I just yeah. say thank you, goodbye. People who want to leave, leave. And the one or two that are really interested will walk up, try and peek in, and it'd be like, hey, hey, come here. Give me and and bring them around back and and show them. And a lot of parents that that were leaving are like, oh, something's happening, you know, and and, and run back or like, oh, shove their child in, like, me too, yeah, get him in there, get him in there, you know. Um, but which is fine. But yeah, I, I feel like save that magic, you know. Keep yeah, like the puppet is alive. It, it's not like a credo that I believe in, you know. That they're not extra beings. They're just me, just me acting through this thing that is attached to me physically. Yeah. But um, the idea that they might be, even in like a child's mind, I want to preserve. 
Yes, that's so much a good answer. And to keep it like secret for maybe a little group of insiders, <laughs> that's kind of cute. I love it. Thank you. I mean, it, it's clear what's happening, you know, yeah. and, and we'll get it eventually, right? But I don't want to like kill the magic instantly. Like, hey guys, you like that? Ugh. Oh, <laughs> you know? no, that's no, true. That's a good vision. I like it's, it's just my opinion. And, and if you out there feel differently, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's freedom. The world of puppetry is so much freedom and and possibility. And I want to ask you because this art lives some up and down, maybe into like film. But in your opinion, do you think this art is in a golden age or is less popular in your observation right now? I, I feel like um, we we posed that to to Jim Rose too, and he was like, yeah. "Look, puppetry is always dying." Right, <laughs> everyone. That's everyone's question. Is puppetry dying? Uh, but it's true. Every per, every puppeteer you ask will say there's more puppetry out there now than ever before. It's on Broadway. It's on TV. It's in theaters. It's on your laptops. It's it's literally everywhere. Do people understand that it's puppetry every time? No, which hmm. is interesting because um, there's a very famous. Um, like there's like a jackalope and a platypus uh, Geico, I think commercial is happening, or at least yeah. in America. It's a series that's gone on for years. And if you don't exactly know that actually these are puppets and not just animated uh, figures, you can kind of tell by, by their limited movement or certain things that they do. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't know, oh, actually those are puppets, right? Or on Broadway, I think um, puppeteer, well, <laughs> there's this whole debate on Broadway, but uh, Broadway or other theatrical productions don't always on uh, their playbill list what's happening as puppetry. They'll list maybe people as puppeteers, but they'll list them as like special effects or uh -huh. something. Yeah. But to if you know, you're like, clearly, clearly that yeah. tentacle that just came on stage, somebody's giving it life, puppetry, right? The giant yes. inflatable dragon that came out in, in Shrek the Musical. Somebody's inside there wagging it and making it feel like it's still alive and not just like a figure that just got wheeled in and, and wheeled mm -hmm. off. Uh, in, in the theater world, there's this long debate for decades about how uh, the theater unions, or at least in New York City, classify puppeteers. And there's been no good answer for forever. You know, are we wardrobe? Are yeah. we props? Uh, <laughs> you know, puppeteers got, got pulled into a meeting with the SAG-AFTRA uh, presidents uh, years back uh, to say like, hey, this is why, uh, this is what you should do if you want more puppeteers in your union is like classify us as actors, please. You know, because that's what we're doing. Like you can't just pay us as props or list us as, you know, or it, it, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. that, anyway, that, that's this whole. That's the whole like, <laughs> no, but I, I'm totally with you. I experienced that with big production uh, mm -hmm. to be, part of every department and i i really agree that's that's some naming that we need to do and that's why we we need to promote and just declare it more often that's true i i want to ask you about the future like as wonder spark puppets do you have like or yourself as chad williams do you have a bigger purpose as a puppeteer like a big thing you want to achieve in your career you said i need to go there of course, I feel like everyone, everyone does, right? I mean, we we want to change the world, you know. Yeah, but some, some some said at the podcast, and they they know themselves. They say that they 
they are humble, but some people are really like passionate about changing the world. So I'm I'm glad I can give you the mic yeah. to, to so, say what you want to change. So um, <laughs> so uh, America right now is uh, is is America always is having a problem with race, with how we treat our poor, with with, with everything, all these social injustices, and right now. Uh, as we record this, Minneapolis is burning uh, and there's like looting and riots and there's a, a crazy amount of injustice. I mean, if mm -hmm. you look at the, the federal branch of our government, uh, the administrative branch, it's like everything they're doing, it's like, uh, it, it's just unbelievable as we slip, you know, closer and closer to just an authoritarian regime. Anyway, um, yeah. when I, before I was a puppeteer, before as a filmmaker, I worked in correctional facilities. Uh, oh. My father was a superintendent of a prison. My mother was a kindergarten teacher. Those are similar. Uh, <laughs> and it's the complete control over yeah. the, their charges, right? Um, yeah. So I wound up working in, in, uh, <laughs> in several facilities and a training academy. So I got to see, uh, I was directly involved in uh, overseeing a work crew for three months of my life in a minimum security prison for nonviolent oh. drug offenders. Uh, and I also visited supermaxes, uh, like where you see like the worst of the worst, um, as part of like an AV team. Like I would go into supermaxes with officers to take stock photos. Uh, and so I got to be exposed there. And my father thought uh, that it would be fun for him to bring our Boy Scout troop into his prison at one point for a little bit of half scared straight, half like, well, maybe you could like a little life lesson scared into you because all of us were troublemakers. Anyway, uh -huh. everyone in corrections, the from the uh, inmates to the people on the other side, uh, you know, to the administration, and to the correctional officers, all of them agree <laughs> that in order to make sure that this situation doesn't happen, that like we're locking people up and how are we treating them so poorly when they're locked up, all that starts with our kids, all of mm -hmm. it, you know? And there are a lot of great uh, programs in New York City right now <clears throat> and in New York State, which is one of the best reform prison states, which is <laughs> just crazy thinking about that we're the best. Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> There's there's so many um, people who get it. Like you have to start with your kids. You got to yeah. teach them right. Like racism, like uh, that that uh, old musical South Pacific. You know, there's this song and dance about that they have to be carefully taught, as in like racism or other terrible attitudes or you know antisemitism. Uh, you you don't come out of the womb that way, right? Yeah. It gets yeah. poisoned into you by your family your neighborhood, your living situation, the stress of being in a, you know, in a poor neighborhood, in a racist house, like all, all these things, uh, you have to start with their kids. So that's our mission. That's like a mission we don't tell anybody about. <laughs> we don't put it on our websites, you know, but it's in our hearts yeah. you know, uh, that we want to reach people. Uh, we want to, to go to places and we want to show people like, hey, not uh, in the in if you put the I have this great quote, whatever my mom says that says, uh, when the sitcom overestimates its moral authority, the result is a dulled sword. That means mm. you can't come out and say this is the anti bullying show because kids will, will be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, you're just preaching at us. So the moral and lesson has to be in the background somewhere. 
You have to give yeah. them a good show. You know, it has to be with compelling characters that you care about and a great plot that makes sense. And anti-bullying message can be in the background somewhere. Um, but we want to help every child. We want to help every parent achieve, you know, our, our utopic vision of no more kids growing up to just be dumped in prisons. You know, no more people growing up to hate. You know, all, all these things are important to us. And, and to me personally, as artists, because I've seen with my own eyes, you know, yeah. what happens um, not just uh, to the people inside the the, the cells, the, to the people on the outside too. And like America has this long history, this terrible history of treating its its poor and, and our inmates. Uh, and it's a system based on punishment instead of reform and decreasing recidivism. And yeah. uh, like like a lot of religious people have have learned, you have to start with the kids. Yeah. Uh, and we're part of, um, you know, schools and libraries and a lot of different people who who understand that, who understand that enriching a child's life with art and good morals, you know, like a, so we're, we're always trying to please the adults in the room while like, mm -hmm. you know, like giving the kids kind of what they want too. So that, that's kind of like the, the foundation of what we're bringing to the table because we we just perform for kids, usually never for, for adults. Yeah, that's so much a great answer. So, so much art in it. And, and we have people agree, like we get some comments, like Adam Krutinger say, it's all about attention. So that's true. You need to, to bring this attention to good stuff. And I really agree. Maybe to conclude this, you have a friend, like a puppet, some how on oh man I, I i did not prepare that sorry <laughs> that, that's that's fine that's part of it okay. hold Maybe. on one second so I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel back the literally peel back the curtain that's perfect <laughs> because we are in the studio where the show and the magic of streaming happening here yeah, i'm li literally in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> you know you interviewed uh matthew renee Yes. Amazing builder. So True. I will quickly get a one of his puppets. Oh, God, you will be so happy. <laughs> yes. One of the shows we did that we that we um, that we asked him to make a new cast for because it was way too white. And we perform our neighborhood in Astoria, Queens is the most diverse neighborhood in the city, which is the most diverse neighborhood in our country. And we're performing these shows with all these white puppets. You know, at the beginning, we the uh, we we weren't even thinking about that. The national conversation wasn't about that. So over time, we're like, we got enough requests from black parents and going into the poorest neighborhood in the Bronx to perform for like all black uh, kids or people of color. You know, we we're like, all right, we had we we did a lot of research about what was right. Is it okay for a white man to be manipulating a black puppets? Yeah, at first that's we were a like, tricky question. Well, at first we were like, no. And I was so scared that I yeah. would offend somebody or that that I, I wouldn't be, you know, that it wasn't right. Uh, so eventually I talked to enough people of color, puppeteers, um, performers, teachers, um, professionals, and asked them that question. And they all said, yeah, yeah, go for it. As long as it's respectful, just, yeah. just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And they're like, great, because I'm going to be hiding in my booth anyway. <laughs> you won't see me. So maybe that'll add something. So I'll never do a tabletop. 
where you yeah. know like you see like the white man with his giant hand manipulating the black figure like I, i'll never personally go that far mm -hmm. um but everybody said like yeah who cares just do it and we're, we're yeah. a jewish um family a jewish household and i said that too like hey if you want to have a jewish character in your show just do it don't yeah. try to make a weird voice or what you think that voice could be and that's yeah. also something that we discussed with um many puppeteers of color they're like don't try to do a black voice just just don't just don't yeah. it's like, got it okay <laughs> now we now after like a year of research now we have the permission slip to put um yeah. characters of color in our shows and for them to be the hero and isn't that great anyway yeah that's a, <laughs> that's the story this, of it that's part of the show mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew Rene helped us to make some of those characters, and he is an amazing builder. And he made uh, here. I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll go full effect. Yeah. Uh, so this, is, this is uh, not what you were expecting. Nope, I did that whole thing about characters of color. You could totally cheat and have like your character of color be like a dragon or an animal. Everyone's like. Just do animals. It's easy. Just make them animals. You don't have to worry about offending someone, right? right? Yeah, true. So, but that's the easy road. We're going to the high road. And it's scary, but enough people told me, well, you got to do your research and you got to ask around. Know your audience, right? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you are part of the, 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 the present of this audience. I think puppets are the goal. People really click when they see a puppet like you. Like you. Exactly. you. You are a, a star, you know, Dragon? Uh, you are mm -hmm. a, yes. a superstar. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Now, so uh, when this character comes out, everyone loves dragons, right? Boys, yeah. girls, that just dragon comes out, boom, here we go. Yeah. So if you put a princess and a dragon together it's gold just, just just take that as you will it's gold it's amazing and and with puppetry it's unique and you can play with scales so we have our hand puppets which are like this big and then a huge character comes out and you're totally not expecting it because you were used to seeing 30 minutes of this and then yeah so it makes a huge impact and this character is beautiful i mean look at this guy look at yeah this. look at this um, Whoa! Yep, looking good. Yes, I will. I will put down the the website of Mathieu René too. So if people oh, want this kind He's of great. puppet, yay! Thank yeah. you, Dragon. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Chad. Maybe you can bring back your <laughs> your master. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for all of this. So if people want to see more of Wonderspark Puppets, where mm -hmm. they can find it? So uh, wondersparkpuppets.com will we'll, we'll take you there. We're doing, um, we, we have been streaming for, it's going to be eight weeks, I think, uh, puppet shows every single Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page and YouTube. Uh, if you're out there and you want to learn how to set up, how to do like a multi-camera, multi-stream setup, I can teach you how to do that. Contact me. We have a great Facebook group called Take Your Puppet Show Online. It, it's a private group for people who took our workshop, but we'll, we'll take anybody because we're, we're just, we're spreading the knowledge out there. 
uh, including specifics about um, like really specific technical stuff. We're also doing um, live DIY puppetry workshops every single day. And that includes all of our amazing team members, our performing partners. So you get a different puppeteer basically every day uh, showing you how to build like a simple puppet at home. But some of them are really, really cool. Like, um, uh, like vintage, like, like toys from like a uh, hundred years ago that can like flip and do, do all things, but you can make it out of cardboard and string. So, oh. so please, please join us for, for our daily content. And, and actually we're, we're we, we, we hate to do it, but we're, we're leaving New York city, uh, because it's going to get really hot and I have to close the window every time I have to do a performance and that's yes. going to stink real bad in a lot of different ways. Uh, but we also have two little boys and they need to run around. So we're, we're actually moving out to the country for the summer, but we're going to keep streaming. You know, the streaming schedule is going to keep going. We're doing a summer residency at a, at a performing arts center in the middle of nowhere, which is great. Um, yeah. so, but we'll, but we'll be back and we're all fingers crossed for September at this point. Um, but more like fingers crossed for, for 2021 in the vaccine. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah thank you very much and for sure we will put all the link so people could find more and just click on it and someone like ask about the the dragon is it papier mache just really quick oh no not at all actually he was uh he's a, it's a <laughs> matthew matthew can tell you so okay so we yeah, will write to matthew to have more yeah, detail he, about the dragon he, he made the sculpture and then a, it's it's a mold that he can mass uh, produce so it's not yeah. paper mache at all. It's like sil silicone, yeah. I think. So I think it's a good answer, honey. We 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 could chat for that. <laughs> yeah. So yes, thank you very much again. And for the one like who just discovered the podcast, you know how it works. Like the subscribe and the share and the so we can just spread the word of the podcast and the puppetry world and just bring this knowledge all over the place so uh, next week we go to uk and we have like uh, many guests coming in so it's it's pretty exciting it's growing so uh and we have the pod uh, patreon project so stay tuned and you will know more thank you chad again and yeah we have your wife i i decide to interview both because they are so amazing so yes uh wednesday we will have z mm -hmm also so thank you very much thank you and thanks for everything you do yay i take i take it and i bring it back so let's conclude on this beautiful note and everyone stay safe take care and let's grow this community mm -hmm. bye. bye good night <laughs>